Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to O-Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I'm joined by the voodoo queen, Amara. So thanks for joining us today, Amara. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So when I came across you on social media, I like really fell in love with the character. Like with me, like as a fan, I'm really big into wrestlers who have like these like dark persona, kind of creepy characters, stuff like that. And I, I really like was really digging, you know, the character that you portrayed. And then when I, you know, looked you up on YouTube and saw like your entrance, I was like, oh, this is so badass. Like I gotta have this girl on my show. Thank so you. I finally Thank have you. So I'm so excited. <laughs> Thank you. So um I, I, I have to ask first, just because I'm really excited to know. So what inspired your character, you know, the Voodoo Queen? So basically, um, in my family, um, it, this is crazy, but basically they do actually practice voodoo. Um, and I've actually been present in many rituals, like, you know, in Nigeria, um, that's where my parents are from. Um, so one day I was just sitting down, I was like, God damn, man, I got my first match and, you know, what do I do? And I just thought to myself, do you know what, this this is it this is a great muta um and i was like do you know what yeah this, this is how i'm gonna take it it just made sense having seen the rituals knowing about voodoo you know my cultural background in nigeria i was just like this makes sense and it just took off from there really um and the response from it has been absolutely phenomenal to be honest with you yeah so now I have to ask because I you know I personally don't like do that stuff or I've never witnessed that stuff. But you yeah. see it on movies and shows all the time, yeah, you know, yeah, voodoo, yeah. witchcraft, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Is it like does it really work? Um, now that's a tough one. I would say it, it does work, but then. I don't know. I don't know. I would say it works. I would say it definitely 100% works, but it works in different ways. Like, you know, you've heard about, you've watched the genie sort of like, I can't remember the movie, but there was like a 1980s movie about a genie. And um, after like the fourth witch, shit started going really bad. So it never really goes to plan, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I um, let's put it this way. If I was to do a voodoo ritual now, it would have to be for something really, really good. Like, I don't know, maybe someone in my family is dying and I want them to live. Otherwise, I wouldn't touch it just because there's so many negative conversations that you get from it. Honestly, it's it's really creepy stuff. Like, it's basically in line with like pagan tree and, you know, just anything that's a whole spiritual realm sort of thing. Gotcha. I guess you, yeah. maybe like when you see like the stories about like the devil granting you a wish and he grants you the wish, but then, you know, something bad happens in return. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, things like, you know, everyone's heard that Kanye West has sold his soul and like Beyonce and the Illuminati and stuff like that. There are some truths to it, but it's not as wacky as like what is portrayed on. It's just you're dead. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Or you can run over or whatever, you know. Yeah, because that's, like, the thing is, like, you never know, like, with these movies, how exaggerative or how accurate right. they really are. Like, um, I don't know if you've seen the movie The Skeleton Key, but, mm -hmm. like, um, basically it was this, these people, they practice voodoo, and what they would do is they would transfer their body, their soul mm -hmm. into, like, someone else's body, and they would switch. So, basically, when they would get old, they would transfer their body into someone who's younger and kind of, like, Sounds literally. like Get Out. Have you seen Get Out? Yes. Like that, that was a good movie. So, it, it's yeah. some, it, it is like that. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah. I don't know if stuff like that's real, and I, you know, it's kind of, but, yeah, just, like, stuff like that, I've always been interested, because, you know, you really never know, kind of like ghosts, like, you don't oh, know yeah, yeah. unless you actually witness it, you know, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm probably going to take some time out to actually go to a, uh, I don't know if you call them a ghost whisperer or a person that connects to the realms because um, I want to speak to my dad. So I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> I, know you, I know what you're talking about. I forgot what they're called too. Um, call mediators, I think. Uh, it, no, it's not. I mean, maybe that's another name for it, but um, yeah. trying, I know what you're talking about though. Um, I've yeah, always yeah, been, yeah, yeah. or you could just get a Ouija board maybe, but that's also something that you don't really want to mess with. Like stuff like that, like especially you see the movie um, Ouija, like that was a great movie, but they went to talk to um, her friend and it ended up being like a demon in the house that was there or something like that. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. so yeah it's not i mean even like here there are um documentaries of real life hauntings um things like amityville haunting which had a basis to it blair which um you know the blair witch trials which had some real basis to it so i definitely believe that there's another plane of existence you know through voodoo spiritualism wizardry and stuff like that um a lot of people think i'm crazy but once you've seen it with your own eyes and you've seen the damage it's done within the family there's no going back exactly like it it seems really interesting and cool when i love watching like documentaries you know about that kind of stuff on tv but i just i'm really scared to just actually like witness it myself unless it's like something like i really needed to like like you mentioned like if someone i would like if my wife was like dying or something like like a last resort yeah yeah Yeah. kind of thing yeah it's it's not something i would definitely you know do for fun (laughs) you know (laughs) good (laughs) it's good to hear So now I want to kind of go a little back as typically the first question I ask is what inspired you to become a professional wrestler, but I was really excited to learn about the character. first. (laughs) So now we can go back to, you know, the original questions. So what inspired you to become a professional wrestler? Um, when I was younger, my mom, uh, before she started going into the dark arts and stuff, my mom, my brother, we used to watch that WWF, you know, we used to watch Nitro Thunder after Cartoon Network. Um, so I would see all of these wrestlers like Shawn Michaels or Sting or, you know, Harlem Heat. And I'd just be like, wow, these guys are amazing. The storytelling, you know. And then the icing on the cake was China. When she started coming out with DX and when she had her solo run, wow, that was it. That was the inspiration there. Um, and it was really strange. It was almost like fate because I didn't actually realize you could train to do it. I thought you had to be sort of like, you know, I don't know, ballet dancers. They start from like six, seven, like a really young age. And then I went to college um, and I bumped into a girl that was wrestling and she was like, let's do it. And I was like, what do you mean, let's do it? You mean we can train? And then that's how it started from like 15, 16, like bumping on mats and, you know, being thrown against walls, you know, so you know how to bump in a corner post, things like that. Um, Yeah, Um, I then started training in London and then I went on and trained with the Knights later on. So, yeah. <laughs> so, cause that's like the funny thing too, is I, you know, cause wrestling's different than like other sports because it's not like you can, you know, do actual, like, you know, the wrestling at like your high school or college yeah. or stuff like that. It's, it's a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, when I was younger, you know, watching WWF, I thought these were just random guys off the streets who just got signed and there, you know, I, I didn't realize that it was all choreographed and, you know, I'm um, fixed and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, um, going back to, you just mentioned that you were trained by the Knights. So tell me about that. Cause I've never talked to anyone who was trained by them. No way. Well, I mean, 
was an amazing experience for someone that you know grew up in London and didn't realize that this world of wrestling was so accessible it was absolutely a phenomenal experience you know first of all I'm going from London to Norwich I didn't even know Norwich existed so that was that was cool for me in the first place um it was hardcore they they take you back to the basics and they put you through it because in the end of the day our business as you know it's not as easy and as shiny as it looks like it is a struggle you know um so that was where we we did things like just like one-on-one grappling promos that was actually where we were you know um, sent into the wall to practice how to take the corner bow. I will never forget that one of the painfulest days of my life. <laughs> but um, it's phenomenal training with um, Soraya. I say Soraya Page. Um, you know things like that. Um, yeah, I'm quite close to the family still, to be honest. But um, yeah, definitely, if you want to start from the basics and if you want to learn properly, that's the school to go to. But that's how I found my footing, got my courage. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because like wrestling, it is, you know, a lot of people who aren't a fan, you know, look at it as, oh, fake. It's not that, you know, bad. But then when you, you don't really realize how painful it is, like, yeah. and I tell people all the time, like, when the first time I ever went to like a live event, you don't realize how loud it is when they smack on that mat. Cause you can't hear that, you know, that well on TV with the crowd and everything like that, especially at, you know, like an indie event, like it's, it's very painful. And, um, yeah, I have a friend who wrestles, um, you know, obviously because of COVID, she hadn't wrestled or trained for several months of her so first time back training after so long, she could barely walk. Oh like, yeah. Ring rust. Yeah, she, she's like, I took a little bit too many bumps, but yeah, that's just, that's how it is. Like, it's really, really tough. And yeah. yeah. And so you trained with, you know, Soraya Page, you know, that I think that's really cool. Like, and a fun fact about her, like, she is the reason why I became like really hardcore into women's wrestling, because obviously when I grew up in the 90s, you know, women's wrestling was more of, you know, bra and panty matches and stuff like that. You know, you didn't really see actual in-ring competitive competitor kind of stuff and not really until like Trish and Lita but by that time I had fallen out of it you know got yeah, in high school course, so when I got back into it in 2010 that was the divas era which wasn't the best era for you know the wrestling yeah, yeah. so when yeah. I heard about Paige because I get online and read rumors and all I would always people would be like Paige this Paige that's so like let me yeah, check yeah. this girl out so I looked her up on YouTube and I'm like holy smokes like she's kicking ass like you yeah, did not see yeah, that at the yeah, time yeah. and I'm like yeah this girl is different and she obviously she looked different wearing all black and had the goth kind of look I'm just like this is amazing and you know I I feel like she doesn't get enough credit for the women's evolution a lot of people give it to the four horsemen which they definitely deserve a big role in that era but Paige and AJ Lee they were doing it first and they kind of kick-started everything and you know what, even before them, you know, roughly around about the same time, you got to remember the knockouts from TNA, you know, the things they were doing were f- incredible. But the, the trouble is with history is it's so much history that they never span out all of it. They focus on the key parts. And I think, to be honest with you, a lot of page, a lot of page fans do understand that she is one of the catalysts. And, and I'm glad that definitely people still remember her as you know, one of the people that started this revolution that we're experiencing. Yeah. So, one of the, like the big issues with that is a lot of, a lot of the, my friends that, you know, like wrestling, they didn't get into it until around 2015 because of the whole four horsewomen hype. Yeah. So they weren't there to actually witness, you know, what like Paige and AJ were doing, yeah, you know, yeah. 
so it's it's kind of like if you weren't experiencing it, you won't fully know and you know have yeah, the appreciation. True. Yeah, yeah, it is true. So um, now the next thing I wanted to bring up. So I know you recently just started um, streaming on Twitch. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about some of the games you like to play. So I am a huge GTA fan. I've played pretty much all of them, bar maybe maybe the first one because I can't get the copy of it. Um, I am a big open world FPG gamer. Um, I absolutely love it. I've played Fallout 4, 3, um, Outer Worlds. I've started Cyberpunk, but that's quite hard. Might have to turn the difficulty down and give that <laughs> for the first playthrough. Um, but then I also like arcade games, like growing up, things like Spyro, Medieval, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, um, even right down to Nintendo 64, um, when I used to play like James Bond and stuff like that. Always been a huge gamer. I'm a PlayStation baby, by the way. So um, I don't really like the Xbox series <laughs> I have to be careful who I say that to because I've been disowned you know some of my friends have been like what and I'm like yeah sorry I only like PlayStation and the next day I tried to connect with them and they're gone <laughs> so, but yeah no um yeah I've, I've always been into bit gaming but like I never found the platform to just sit and just play and it's funny how when you get on Twitch you feel like right I need to concentrate I'm being watched and your skill kind of builds. I've streamed like maybe three times now. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm enjoying it. I'm really enjoying it at the moment. Yeah, because like I started where I was streaming on Twitch um, about like a year and a half ago. And I did it for a little bit. But kind of like you mentioned, like you're being watched. You really have to focus. And I'm not good at doing that. So I kind of gave yeah. up after doing it for a few months. But yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny you brought up Fallout 4. I bought like the pit boy edition which i think was like two hundred dollars or something Ooh, like that it comes with the pit boy doesn't it yes it comes yeah, with the yeah, pit boy yeah. and yeah. i barely played the game i mainly got it because i really wanted the pit boy no oh well fair enough to be fair it's quite cool is it functional can you at least turn on the screen um so it's not an actual screen so basically there's an app you could download on your phone and then you put oh. your phone in the pit boy and then oh. use it like that which is pretty oh. cool i never did that yet but um yeah. I, I'm guilty of buying games and then not really playing them or or getting taking a while to get to them. And that's one of the games I eventually want to get to because I'm going to hold off on the PS5 for now. So I might as well oh, start yeah. playing some of my PS4 games and catch up on that. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know like exactly like, you know, what you like you mentioned, you know, the N64. Like I grew up with the NES. Um, okay. It had come out years before I was born, but my parents had already had that. But that was the system I started with um, yeah, yeah. in the early 90s. And then, of course, Sega. But I am a PlayStation person as well. Um, I do have all the Xbox systems. Um, yeah. I like the 360. I played a lot of, you know, because they did have a lot of good games. But the Xbox One just really, they, they did not have a lot of good exclusives. Yeah. And the PlayStation 4, or PlayStation 3 and 4 combined, you know, with the Last of Us, Uncharted games. Oh, um, I like yeah. a lot of action games, by the way. Yeah, yeah. And I love horror games. Yeah. Um, what was the game that I, horror game that I tried to play, but it was too scary? Evil Within. Oh, I love Evil Within. It's really scary. <laughs> It's a lot scarier than I thought because yeah. I feel like for a while there just weren't really many scary games. Like, you know, the Resident yeah. Evil series kind of branched off to more of a action game versus, you know, yeah. survival horror. But Evil Within was really scary. I'm um, Alien Isolation. Um, oh, horrible. 
that was another one like I couldn't finish because it was just too scary like I literally felt like the xenomorphs were on me with their acid blood oh no, no. I could only play that game like two hours at a time because mm-hmm. it just my anxiety because it was you oh. never knew when the alien was gonna pop up you, and you know. in the daytime always and I, like I, I always used to remember like i do something wrong and it, it was the suspense you'd wait you'd be like oh my god has he caught me you you'd go to play again and then all of a sudden the tail just comes and wraps around you're like ah! it's just <laughs> and i like to play games like that with the headset on and everything too just so it feels more real and I've been actually wanting to reinstall that game on my PlayStation and play, but I just don't get around to it. But I just, yeah. I, it, I usually don't like games like that that are like more slow paced and stuff yeah. like that. But I really was digging that game because yeah. it just felt so real and scary, yeah. and I yeah. love that feeling. Yeah, well, the Alien franchise is awesome. Anyway, I'd literally any game they make, I, I'd play because, but I might not finish it. <laughs> exactly i bought one of the games for actually the original xbox i think it was like alien versus predators but i didn't realize it was one of those games where you control like all the aliens from like the ceiling and you kind of tell them where to go and i didn't realize it was one of those games when i first got and i was so mad because i did not like that i was like (laughs) i just wasted money on this yeah yeah but it's a good collector's item you know when the kids come along you could be like yo this is what games used to be like (laughs) exactly yeah have you um ever got into any of the Resident Evil games at all? Um, I haven't. But what with Twitch, I'm going to be exploring all avenues. Definitely going to go back to the horror. I'm going to have to find my balls and uh, <laughs> try not to be so scared. But I, I, I do remember the, I think it was about four or five years ago, the Resident Evil um, playthrough that was on the PS1, uh, 4, sorry. And um, do you remember with that guy from Walking Dead? What was it called? What was it called? Oh, it was going to be the... You're talking about PT? Yes. That was Silent Hill. Oh, was that Silent Hill? That was Silent Hill, yeah. Oh. But yeah. Now, that... I... I am mad that I deleted that off my PlayStation oh, because obviously you can't get it anymore. That, that looked like it was going to be a really badass game. I know. And we're playing, like, Death Stranding at the moment. It's not the same. It's not the same, like... I, I wanted to get that and I still want to get it, but I heard a lot of bad things about it when it first came out. At the moment, without ruining it for you, it's very cinematic. Loads and loads of cinema scenes. It's like, yeah. I'd rather just watch the movie. It's either you play the game or watch it, but there's so many cutscenes, and we haven't even got halfway through the game yet. That's mm-hmm. my only bad thing about it, to be honest. I think I remember hearing that, yeah. I, I'm fine with games like that. Like, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. played some of those, like, really heavy story-based games, like Until Dawn, um, Heavy yeah, Rain, where you yeah. can you mainly oh, just control rain. their decisions and stuff like that. Like, I, I love games like that yeah. as well. Yeah. Have you written that? Did you ever play L.A. Noor? L.A. Noor, yes. Uh, I had that for the PS3. That was a really good game. They had remastered version for the PS4, but I never got around to getting that. But that was a really fun game. The the cool... Yeah, the cool thing about it is how realistic their lips look when they talk. Like, that was the big thing about the game. Like, it looked like it was like a movie. Yeah, a phenomenal game. I'm sad that the company that made it closed down, to be honest with you, but... It is what it is. Business is rough, especially in the gaming industry. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
So, um, last, like, video game question, and we'll go back to wrestling. So, do you have, like, a schedule for your Twitch, or is it just kind of, like, random right now? Yeah, so I've got a, uh, I've got some main um, shows that I do. So, um, there's one that is on Sunday, um, and then there's another one on Tuesday. Um, the Tuesday is going to be mainly for classics, um, but Wednesdays, uh, sorry, um, Sundays is going to be, like, your open worlds. At the moment, I'm doing Mad Max. Um, and then when I get the hang of it and making good videos and stuff, I do want to have, like, a chat thing like for people that want to just talk talk okay. shit <laughs> yeah i definitely want to jump into one of them i know there's a big time difference between yeah, you yeah. and i so i don't because oh, i'm yeah. on sundays and two or sundays and tuesdays you said yeah 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 i, yeah. I work those days so i don't know if i'm at work when you um but i do i do follow you and i do get the notifications i just yeah, don't remember yeah. you know but I'm, I'm definitely gonna if anything i'm sure i can rewatch it and oh yeah yeah it's all that. up there to rewatch it yeah so yeah get, come in jump in why not if you do decide to retweet maybe we uh re twitch maybe we can like do a collab or something i'll be be down for that <laughs> oh hell yeah definitely yeah 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 now we talked about video games uh now we can go <laughs> back to wrestling so yeah. um what is the most intense match stipulation that you've ever done? And then what's the most intense one that you want to do that you haven't done? Like, you know, like a tables match, yeah, cage match, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think the most intense one I've done was a death match with my husband. That, wow. Against that him was... or teaming up with him? Against him. Oh, that must have been fun. <laughs> oh, my God. Do you know what? <laughs> is it that was match fun. on YouTube? Uh, no, but I can send you the link. Okay, I, mean, I want to watch that. I have never got so much color in my life. I could. I've never it. seen a female in a death match, so I think that's really cool. I, I There's loads of them out there. There's like Hustle. Really? Um, Jules Malone does a few as well. I'd recommend it. Have a look. But that stipulation, it was difficult because I understood it was a work, and you know, it's a wrestling match. But um, you know, he'd hit me a few times. And I didn't know if he was legitimately hitting me. So I'd hit him back. And then backstage, he'd be like, you know, you potatoed me. And I'm like, well, you know, you potatoed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was, um, it was a hard stipulation just because, you know, you don't, fans don't really always understand how to um, sort of appreciate that kind of a match because it is brutal. You know, it literally looks like this man is beating this woman up. And it's not until the woman wins that it's like, oh, great. You know, it's fine. It's a work, you know. But I was looking around as I was wrestling. You know, we did the farm tax, trash can. Um, and they were looking like they wanted to step in to help me. So <laughs> um, it was just difficult because people didn't know how to interpret, you know, what was happening. But I think the next stipulation I would really like to do is probably like a match with, I don't know if you've heard of a guy called Big, Big Fucking Joe or Big Effing Joe in the deathmatch scene. I have not heard of him, but I'm going to look him up now. It's an interesting name. Love to do a deathmatch with him. Absolutely insane. That's probably, like, I've actually known him for years. I've known him for a good 10, 10 years now. Um, but yeah, he's one of the biggest deathmatch guys going, like, I'd say in the world at the minute. Um, and I'd love to work with him. I might not make it out alive, but that could be my legacy. <laughs> Light tubes, thumbtacks, uh, head streamers, um, and loads of Lambrini, which is like a drink over here. So, yeah. <laughs>
See, I love matches like that with thumbtacks and fire and, you know, barbed wire and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you don't see that stuff very often in, like, the mainstream world, WWE yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But yeah. it's so intense and it's it's really fun. I understand why you don't see it too often because if you did it regularly, you'd, I'm sure your body wouldn't be very happy about it. But, yeah, yeah and then, like, you know, like I mentioned, like, I've never seen, like, you know, a female in that kind of match. I'm really excited to you know kind of like dig into that kind of territory and all yeah check it out i mean you know we women we're badass bitches like you know what i mean sometimes even worse than the men like you know but in the states there are quite a few uh, female um, deathmatch workers here not so much and i've only dipped my toe into it but definitely when corona gets its ass beat i'll definitely be up for doing a lot more deathmatches but it is sort of getting scarred and getting beaten. It's a lot more brutal, you know, and also like when you use light tubes, the gases that you expose to your lungs and stuff, are obviously mm-hmm. there's so many things to think about. But for me, because I've watched it and I enjoy it, it's it's like sort of taking the wrestling to another level in a sense, a completely new sort of, I don't know how to explain it, but you know, it, it's not just performance art. You are really putting your body on the line this time, and it's yeah, it's it's a it's it's a fun aspect of wrestling. I'm I'm sad that it doesn't get as much respect as it should do, but I can understand why it doesn't at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, and I don't know if they were death matches or not, but I'd seen these videos on Facebook. One like this guy has some kind of saw, and he was like sawing the guy's head, like it was an electric power saw, and I'm like, oh, that that's intense. Like, you gotta really be have some balls for something, you know, a match like that. And then there was like it was in Japan, but there was like a big like yeah. fish tank with piranha in it and the guy threw the other yeah. guy in it and put like a board over top of it so he couldn't get out and you could see like the so piranhas biting out. him and blood coming i was like oh my goodness wow. like these guys are crazy oh my god japan there oh my god i love their wrestling but there was one thing that like i made me sick when i saw it which was they had like a, a metal not metal wood plank they had scissors upright like this i think maybe 20 scissors the guy took a bump on it back bump and I was just like, oh, God. Imagine, like, all your vital organs that, like on your back as well. Mm-hmm. Hardcore, hardcore. Exactly. <laughs> like I said, you, got, you need some balls for something like that. And hopefully oh, some good health insurance God. as well. Yes, exactly. Because <laughs> you know you definitely go into the hospital after something like that. Oh, going to the hospital? Maybe the grave? Oh, honestly. That's it, like, yeah. Yeah, there was a spot um, uh, on a show that I was going to do where, um, not me personally, but the guys were like, oh, let's cut these cans of beer open, empty them out and have them sitting upright. And I just looked at them like you're literally making a large cheese grater. And if you land on that, that's literally going to just easily work. It's honestly, I don't think people think when they do things. (laughs) (laughs) But they didn't do it in the end. But that's insane. (laughs) <laughs> Have you come across this one guy on um YouTube? He's a big wrestling fan. He's a he's a big Mick Foley fan. Like he does these stunts where he jumps off of something into like a oh, table. Yeah. The the whoop whoop guy. Yeah, the whoop whoop guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that guy, I'm like, I'm waiting for like I, I don't want it to happen. I feel like one day this man is gonna go to the hospital. Like this. He he jumped on a microwave once. A microwave, he's done, what has he done? Trees, he's done barbed wire. What else have I seen? He's done loads. Light tubes. Light tubes. And I think um, Game Changer Wrestling had him on a show. 
So, yeah, yeah, I remember he was at he was at a wrestling event or two. Yeah. Um, he yeah. did like the Stone Cold Stunner on one of the wrestlers. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that must have been a dream come true for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would love to get into the ring and just do any, you know, or I would take a, you know, a finisher just like just really. Yeah, I, I tell people all the time if I if Randy Orton can RKO me because that's my one of my favorite finisher moves. Yeah. Just getting taken an RKO, that'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Never say never, man. Never say never. Keep keep going with the page, like. <laughs> exactly. You, yeah, can, you yeah. never know what can happen. Yeah. Opportunities yeah. come. Yeah, they do. So, um, my last question for you. So now we are in 2021. So I'm sure you know you have tons of wrestling goals. So did you want to share some, you know, with us? Yeah, um, so 2020, uh, I'd love to transition from the Voodoo Queen Amara to this special gimmick that I've got planned successfully. Um, This year, I would really like to work for Pro Wrestling Eve on more of a full-time basis. So that's one of my, that's always been one of my dreams. Um, So um, I'm actually looking to drop a few kilo. Um, I want to sort of be in the best shape of my life this year. Um, And I'd like to get more work in the states to be honest with you um uh trumpism aside it's a pretty awesome country um and i just kind of want to make my imprint on that even if it's not aew or wwe or tna impact just in some form i want to get myself out there um and then japan can come after probably 2022 or 2023 for that one but definitely my main goal is to get to the states um, I want to see you guys. I want to work with you, some of the female talents out there. Yeah. Is there any particular names that you really want to work with that are in the States? Hmm. I'd really love to work with Natalia. Natalia. <laughs> oh my God. That would be a dream come true to work with Natalia. Or perhaps maybe. Maybe. Um, what's her name? Is it Brooke Hogan? Not Brooke Hogan. She doesn't wrestle. Kira Hogan. <laughs> she doesn't wrestle. What's her name, sorry? Kira Hogan. That's it. Kira Hogan. She'd be one I'd like to work with. So, but we'll see. Like, I mean, it's really strange, but I just go about my day-to-day life and, and wrestling life and just these opportunities just come. So, you know, I really, I'm a true believer of, you know, what you attract, you get. So I've, I feel like something's definitely brewing for 2021. Just got to keep working hard and yeah get in shape <laughs> but well better shape <laughs> yeah i feel like 2021 is going to be a good year for wrestling too you know yeah. especially once when all these vaccinations you know shots get out there we can start getting things back to normal because i know like the first half of like 2020 there really wasn't a lot of wrestling uh, yeah. with everything shutting down you know then things started to pick up things are dying down again now um, I know. a lot of promotions were doing outdoor events and you know with it being winter now you can't really do that unless you're yeah. like in a warm area like texas or florida or something that's like that right. yeah yeah so I'm unfortunately in an area that's cold, so there's nothing. And um, oh, here in Maryland, they're really, really strict too. So there hasn't literally, literally MCW, um, which is the closest event, they haven't had anything since March. Oh, so it's gosh, been almost a, a year now, man. Damn. Yeah, exactly. So we've been traveling to New Jersey a lot and going to yeah. their events, but I don't want to have to travel three hours to see wrestling all the time, you know? Yeah, this is it. It's tough going, like you know, on the car, on you, you know, it's uh, yeah. You know, and especially now, like where you can now just sit at home and just watch it, 
But obviously the time will come where everything will be back to normal because I noticed like watching the Thunderdome with WWE, it's not the same. It's not the same. You can have the screen there, but there's, you know, I know that the fans aren't really there. And, you know, I know that they are having to react to screens. It's just not the same. Uh, it, it's neat and it's cool, but like you said, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. not the same. I like yeah. that they finally put some kind of crowd noise in the background. Yeah. So yeah. It, they're not wrestling in like, you know, just silence. Just but silence. <laughs> the, the crazy thing is once when things do get back to normal, we actually do have like a full crowd. It's going to feel weird, like actually having fans in the stand, right. you know what I mean? It's going to be this, yeah. such a mind-boggling experience, yeah, like, yeah. you know, oh my God, there's fans out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be great for all of us, like, workers, just to be able to interact with fans. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do to the first person I can hug. Do you know what I mean? Or the first person I can insult in the crowd, you know? Um, but it, it's, it's just going to be almost like starting again. So, exactly yeah. and just hopefully we can get to that point soon i'm me personally i'm predicting like spring winter i think okay. things are gonna go a little slow yeah mm -hmm. i think the biggest issue right now is like i said that they're going really slow with you know giving out the shots and stuff yeah, like yeah. that and then yeah. i think once when we start getting momentum with that you know things will start picking up but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i mean i'm hopeful it, it, it you know springtime is like it, like three months away so it's not the worst thing in the world yeah. too at the same time so i mean we'll have to see yeah exactly just hopefully they you know these vaccination shots don't turn people into the i am legend oh. zombie thingies or whatever they're called <laughs> that's the only thing because you know because this 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 is just it's so weird you know this is happening and now you know i mean yes fine we've had other pandemics and other viruses but this is just so out there and so different and so fingers crossed it doesn't go from bad to worse <laughs> exactly because you know once when we hit 2021 everything was supposed to be in the past so we were supposed to move forward and yeah. just, it's already a ugly beginning so yeah i know i was oh and, and January is my birthday uh, you know but January is turning into one of those months where it's like cancelled forget it it's always gonna be bad <laughs> like so yeah. well hopefully you still have a good birthday this month so yeah yeah I have a habit of making things happen so even if I just gotta go around running around naked in the streets by myself <laughs> with some <laughs> balloons and a cake I will do it I will get arrested for that I don't even care <laughs> as long as I'm wearing a mask right <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> no one will know it's you. No one will know. <laughs> also, Amara, um, I had so much fun um, interviewing you here on O Face Wrestling. So I have to thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Anytime you can have me back whenever you want. Honestly, it's been brilliant. It's nice to talk to someone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I'm definitely down for a part two. Um, yeah. We'll definitely think of something to talk about for yeah, that. Yeah, by all means. So is there any, um, do you want to let, you know, all the listeners know where they can find you on social media and, you know, if you have any merch for sale or anything like that you want to share with them? Yes, guys. So um, if you want to head to Twitter, um, I'm on there as the vo Voodoo Voodoo Amara the Voodoo Queen. Um, Facebook, I'm on there as um, again the Voodoo Queen Amara, um, and then on my Instagram, the same again, Voodoo Queen Amara. You'll find me anyway. I'm also on YouTube, and if you want to hit my Twitch up, King Queen Kemi, that's where you can find me. So yeah, 
<laughs> get on there. I want to see all of you guys. <laughs> and I'll make sure I put all those links in the bio below. Um, and also make sure you give us a sub on uh, YouTube. Follow oh, us yeah. on Facebook, Twitter, yeah, yeah, Instagram. Yeah. Just search O-Face Wrestling and BAM will pop up. And uh, thank you all again for tuning in. And thank you so much, Amar, for joining us today at O-Face Wrestling. Thank you for having me.